Today's scripture reading is from the book of Hebrews. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Miss Jamie's already said uh, Happy New Year to you, so I'm going to say the same thing. And everybody defines happiness maybe a little differently. For some of you, happiness may be able to just uh, stay home and uh, watch Netflix over and over again if you have uh, favorite things, but uh, work in your yard, and certainly you've been able to do that this week. But long term, we do hope that uh, 2022 is a very blessed year. Uh, a lot of concerning things that happened in the past year, and <clears throat> certainly I don't mean to make light of those, but also acknowledge that God has blessed us some in the past year, and we always want to give Him thanks for that as well. Well, one of the ways that we celebrate New Year's is we have uh, lots of fireworks. And uh, I've always enjoyed uh, reading on uh, Facebook the various ways that people uh, react to the fireworks. Some are thrilled and think it's great and they start uh, way, way early. And some love it so much they keep going a long, long time, past even the time you think they should be going. And Everybody's going back and forth on uh, our neighborhood app and talking about how bad their dogs don't like uh, fireworks and everything. But it's supposed to start our year out happy, isn't it? Uh, we do love lights. That's one of my favorite things about Christmas is the Christmas lights. Does anybody else just love all the Christmas lights? And I think this past year, really these past two years, we really needed an extra dose of light in the Christmas lights. I've noticed in my neighborhood, there are a lot more blow-ups. I don't know if y'all noticed that or not, but as I was walking through, I thought, wow, and I must have one of those Mickey blow-ups, you know. Uh, if you're one of my uh, Facebook friends, you'll see I like to go around and take the pictures because they always just make us smile. And that's one of the things we like about Christmas is the smile, the time that we have with all of our family and friends. I also love the candles. Uh, that's one of the things I like about uh, Advent. One of our uh, preschoolers who came in a couple of weeks ago when we still had the Advent candle up uh, asked me, why do we still, why do we have a birthday cake in church? And I was able to explain to her the beauty of us getting ready for Jesus' birthday and celebrating that with the lights and the candles. At the bottom of my street, my street is actually in two parts. I live on the upper, but on the lower part of my street, all of the neighbors for years and years have a tradition of lighting luminaries on a stand that when you walk the length of the lower part of my street, on each side you see these luminaries. That probably is my favorite part of Christmas lights. I like the brightness, but I also like the calmness and the peacefulness. And last night, I actually walked down twice because I just couldn't bear to see the lights not be there the next time I looked. And so I literally turned. Remember, it was later at night. Uh, and I started walking backwards back up my street because I just didn't want to lose the beauty of the lights. So light does something powerful to our spirits, doesn't it? You know, I think that's why we have this uh, Advent candle. That's why we had all of the candles in our windows. But now you notice, obviously, the candles are gone here. The candles are gone in the window. We have a few here. Doesn't look quite the same. 
But I want to tell you that that does not mean that the light of Jesus has gone out. So one of the things I think that uh, probably all of us do is binge watching Christmas movies. And so when I got ready for this message and I knew I wanted to talk about the lights of Christmas and then translate it into Jesus who said, I am the light of the world, I just Googled, because you know you can ask Google everything. So I Googled movies with Christmas lights. And one of the ones that came up was Deck the Halls. Now, I think it was done, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. And, and by me using it as an example in my sermon, I'm not saying that everything in that movie is great. But there are a couple of things I want to point out to you. Uh, two of the main characters were neighbors. They lived across the street from each other. One was named Buddy Hall. He moves into the neighborhood, and he's uh, Danny DeVito. So you imagine him. He's short. He's a car salesman, and uh, he has never felt like he was important. He feels invisible, and so he says he's always been looking for that one important thing. So guess what he decides his one important thing is going to be? He's going to light his house up so bright, literally, that it can be seen from space. So that's what his goal is. Well, unfortunately, his neighbor that lives across the street, that is an upstanding member of the community, he's an optometrist, um, he is a stickler for doing Christmas in just the traditional ways. He considered himself the Christmas guy. He did not appreciate Buddy's lights. And back and forth through the movie, it talks about the various ways that uh, this neighbor went to try to extinguish Buddy's lights on his house. And if you want to watch the movie, I won't uh, tell you uh, all of the things that happened, but I will say by the end, they circle around and decide that they do want the lights to be lit up. Unfortunately, by the time they got to that uh, realization, Buddy had already gone and taken down his lights. But guess what? The neighbors came and put them all back up, and he eventually was seen from space. But what happens to us when our lights are either literally... Uh, taken down, or the light perhaps in our hearts begins to seem to dim. And so I would just ask, how are you doing today? I hope that this message is going to be a word of encouragement to you. I know the holidays is not just all about light. Sometimes it's sadness and remembering those who aren't still with us. But I hope that these things that we're going to read from God's word today will encourage you and lift you up. So a couple of things I want to remind us about. First of all, it's just because the lights have gone out. The birthday cake is not still here. It doesn't mean that God isn't still with us. If you remember, we read in the first chapter of John during Advent, how it says that the light has come and dwells or tabernacles or lives with us. Moved in the neighborhood, as we've said several times. So God's not gone. He is still in the neighborhood. You might think, well, he's not physically present in the way he was when he was walking around here on earth. But he does live in us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hear these words from John 14 that Jesus said to his disciples. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you. And be with you forever. 
the spirit of truth. You know him for he lives with you. He tabernacles inside of you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I'm in the Father. You are in me and I am in you. So you see, the light is still shining in those of us who have a relationship with Christ through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So one of the things that the light does is it reveals things, right? For me, it reveals a little bit of brightness down the street, but it reveals primarily the character of God. You know that uh, Jesus described himself uh, in the book of John with many I am sayings. We don't have time to go into them all of today. Our pastor mentioned one last week when she mentioned how he said he was the good shepherd. He said he was the bread of life, the resurrection and the life, the truth and the life. But today I want to focus on that one where he said, I am the light of the world. The true light from John chapter 1 that gives light to everyone. And in our last message, remember, we looked at for God so loved the world. But here's the point I want us to take from today, the first point actually, where in John 1, it says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Now, obviously, in this movie that I just described to you, it was very hard for this neighbor across the street to figure out a way that he could uh, quench all this bright, bright light. And he had to go to extreme, extreme steps to try to do that. But it doesn't matter how extreme steps uh, the presence of evil of Satan may go to try to extinguish the light. We know that the light of Jesus is permanent. You've heard David just read just a brief passage that speaks so many words when he says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now that forever, that can mean a very, very long time, right? I went and looked and seen exactly what does that word mean in Greek. It can mean throughout the ages. It can mean a time that cannot be measured. Uh, now, Eugene Peterson says it could mean tomorrow, yesterday, today, tomorrow. I kind of like for the ages or forever. So it's to remind ourselves and encourage ourselves today that Jesus' light is not only within us, but also is permanently within us. It's not going to be extinguished. Now, this Hebrews, we're not quite sure who was the author of Hebrews. There's a lot of scholars that have a lot of different ideas, but, but the author is consistently throughout the book talking about how Jesus is a superior high priest, that he is a step above all of these other priests that they have known about in their past. And so we come to near the end of this book, it actually says that he's never going to change. He's always going to be superior. So how does that hit your spirit to know that even though all the Christmas lights may be cut off and my luminaries are gone for a year, you know what? I can still know that Christ's light is going to be within me forever. 
So there's a passage where Jesus actually says, as I referred to before, about that he is uh, the light of the world. And I want to call your attention to it if you have your Bible, your phone, or however you like to follow along in God's word. There's a passage in John chapter 9. It's a very lengthy passage, and I don't have time to go into all of it today. But I'm going to read a few verses, and then we'll talk some more about things that happen. Uh, the context is that uh, Jesus is claiming to be someone different than they expected him to be. He was not just a carpenter's son throughout this passage. That's why he's doing these uh, I am sayings to reveal who he is. And by the way, it's the same way in which God revealed himself to Moses uh, at the burning bush. I am who I am. So like symbolizes for the Hebrew people uh, God's presence. So here, uh, John chapter 9, we'll begin reading in verse 1. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And this is actually the second time uh, that Jesus has said to them that he's the light in the world. There's been one in the previous chapter. But I chose this one to focus on today because of that word that Jesus says, as long as it's day, we must do the works of him who sent me. And so here another encouraging word today, that because the light of Christ is permanent through the gift of the Holy Spirit that indwells us, we are empowered and strengthened to share the message of hope, the message of light to so many people that need it. If we were to sit down right now and make a long list of all the things that seem to be dark in our world today, it would take us a while, wouldn't it? We could talk about violence in our schools. We could talk about natural, natural disasters weather events. I prayed about those folks in Colorado, so many of them who have lost their homes. And uh, I believe they're still looking for uh, several uh, individuals. Uh, there has also been a darkness associated, obviously, with COVID. So many people have died. Last number I heard, over 800,000. And then we've also talked about the divisiveness in our government racial injustice. So if ever people needed us to be instruments of light, I would think it's now as we start 2022. Also in this passage a little later on in John chapter 9, the Pharisees decide that they need to investigate. You see, Jesus has decided to show <clears throat> that he is the light of the world by actually healing this man who was born blind. He took some mud and put it on his eyes, and this was the vehicle that he used to heal him. Perhaps the mud is a symbol 
that God is our creator and from dust we are created. But it was a miracle that Jesus healed this man born blind from birth. But you see, it wasn't just about his blindness. It also was about the spiritual blindness that was surrounding this healing. So the Pharisees began to investigate it, and they questioned Jesus. Are you really who you say you are? Because if you are, you wouldn't be healing on the Sabbath. Well, first of all, they decided to jump on the man that was healed and give him a really, really hard time multiple times. And he just said, listen, I know that I was blind and now I see. And then he got a little, can I use the word snarky in the pulpit? He got a little snarky and he said, why have you asking me all of this again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Well, of course, then they got very defensive and said, well, <clears throat> we're disciples of Moses. But the bottom line, later on in the passage, Jesus encountered this man who he had healed again, and he said, do you believe that I am the Son of Man? And he said, tell me so that I may believe in him. He said, I am him the one who's speaking to you is the light. So you see, I think that we can agree that we've got a lot of spiritual darkness in our world. We definitely have people who need the light of Jesus Christ to heal them physically. And we pray for that. We lift them up. But we also need to be just as much of prayer warriors and praying for those who are in spiritual blindness. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, In the same way that I am the light, you are the light of the world. And a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine for others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, you know, when we were little, I shouldn't say that. Let me go back because I know my age. When some of us were little, we learned that song, This Little Light of Mine, right? And, of course, that always comes to my mind when I read this passage. And we are reminded that Jesus' light is permanent. Jesus' life is permanent powerful. Jesus's light is healing and Jesus's light is revealing and we are all called to do the same. Uh, William Barclay who's a commentator that uh, I like to read says that Jesus paid the Christians a great compliment when he calls and said you're the light of the world because he commanded us to be just like himself and the same thing that he claimed to be. And he went on to use an example of how do we begin to shine in all of the midst of this darkness? How do we begin to shine? Well, it comes from our love and our appreciation of Christ and what he's done for us. He used an example of a bride. And uh, most of you know my sister got married uh, this past September and I feel like she's still shining. One of the things I got for Christmas was a, a portrait of her, and her face was just shining and glowing. And 
uh, he, he and her, she and her husband were at my house this past week, and they're still just glowing. And this glowing, this brightness that will come through us to others comes as a result of the great love that we have for Jesus. And it's such a privilege to shine his light. Um, several years ago, as a staff, we studied this um, thing that was supposed to help us organize ourselves and be focused on our work. And we learned different principles uh, from uh, Stephen Covey. And one of them is to always use proactive language. So we get to be shining for Jesus because of our love for him and the work that he has done in our life. But remember I said there is still some darkness. And I want to go back to this Hebrews passage. I didn't have David uh, read all of it because I wanted us to start, first of all, with the light being permanent. But to give uh, true uh, I guess, study to this passage, we need to read it in its context. So if you like, you can uh, turn back to Hebrews chapter 13, back to Hebrews, because one of the things that the light does, as I've said, is it reveals where there's darkness. And so it helps me to be placing ourselves and where do we need to be shining our lights. So Hebrews 13 the verses prior to what David read. The author says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, and do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. I, I've underlined these. I've underlined loving. I've underlined show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to the angels without even knowing it. Maybe uh, that was Abraham. Continue to remember those in prison as you were together with them in prison. And those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer on all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And so we have with confidence... The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this standard that we've just read today, that is not going to change. Jesus' light is permanent but also the expectations that Jesus has of his light bearers is permanent as well. There is no end to us needing to love one another. There is no end to us needing to show hospitality to strangers. And he just doesn't say it and then stop. He says, because in doing so, you have shown hospitality to angels. Those in prison, I was reading an article in uh, Christianity Today this week, and they quoted, uh, and I want to say, I think it was uh, perhaps a very low percentage, 31% of the people in a survey done in 2015, 31% of the prisoners 
only had uh, had a visitor other than uh, their lawyer for a good long period of time. Part of that is because some of them in a state prison are 100 miles away. If they're in a federal prison, they're 500 miles away. And the author of this article said, it's not that all of us are called to visit in prison, but some of us are. Then this Hebrews goes into our sexual purity. And it's not something that you hear a lot in church, but it's in this passage. And I just want to say, one of the things, I guess, that makes me sad when I do start watching these movies and watching this TV is, is the things that I see that have began to be, it's okay. And anything that does not portray sexual purity in the way that it is said here in God's word is not okay. Keep ourselves free from the love of money now. Uh, this, be content with what you have. Now, I know this is a long list, and I said that this message was going to be an encouragement to you. But keep in mind that these are not all things that we need to try to do on our own. We are empowered with the light of Christ. And so we pray and we confess, God, if there's a time that we have been or said un kind things to strangers. Who would we say strangers are? Somebody perhaps it's not from this country. If there's a time that we've seen or done something that's impure in a sexual nature, this is our chance and our time as we start this new year to say, can Jesus shine through me Am I working to be the type of light that he wants me to be? So in summary, we've said that God's light is permanent. We don't have to worry now that uh, the, the lights for Christmas are gone for a while. God's light is powerful, works within us. God's light is healing, and it reveals things that need to be revealed in our lives. You know, one of the things I say about these uh, Pharisees in this John chapter, they were real quick to be judgmental. Even the disciples were assuming that somebody had sinned in this blind man's life. That's something that we've got to be cautious about. We can't be Jesus' lights and be judgmental. So where does yesterday, today, tomorrow, or forever come in? So uh, just before our message today, I was uh, sitting back here. I was looking over my notes, and I was sitting in the classroom behind our sanctuary, which for years and years was our senior adult classroom. You might call it the roll call of saints that is also in Hebrews. I started thinking about all the people that had taught the Bible in that room, and Pastor Spurgeon Dorton and Bob Hamlin, Gene Phillips, and I thought all of their, their lights are not shining literally here. But the same light that shone through them to be our pastors, our teachers, our encouragers, that same light is available to us. Let's talk about today. How is our church light shining? 
Well, we know that we uh, participate and we give to the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship and they are working to resettle refugees. We also give to Caterpillar Ministries, which is uh, working to meet uh, physical needs and also to bring spiritual healing. We have, even while I'm speaking today, uh, on another part of our campus, we have a Spanish-speaking service, and Pastor Raphael is leading it. But that doesn't mean it's enough. And you might say, well, today I'm just so overwhelmed, I can't take on anything else. One of my favorite authors is uh, Howard uh, Thurman, and he's got a book of his Christmas meditations, and he says on the very last page of this Christmas meditation that a good thing to do when the new year starts is think of one person or one group of people outside of your own circle that you may, um, I guess, develop a relationship with or touch or shine in one way. So you don't have to take this whole list I've just read in Hebrews, but he does encourage us to think beyond just our normal circle. Let's be light bearers. And then tomorrow, there is no time as long as we are alive and here on earth that we're supposed to stop shining. We don't stop shining until we are literally in the presence of the Lord. It says in Revelation 21 that we don't need a temple. We don't need the lights and menorah that was in the temple once that we are in eternity in the new Jerusalem because the glory of God gives it light. So there's a, a song that I really like. If I had thought about it in time enough, I could have asked Kyle to sing it, but I didn't. So I'm just going to read you a few phrases from it. The title is In This Very Room. There's quite enough love. There's quite enough joy. There's quite enough hope for one like me. There's quite enough love, joy, and hope for all of us. There's quite enough love, joy, hope for all the world. For in this very room is Jesus. So Christmas Eve, we had all of our Advent candles lit. We lit the Christ candle. I lit from that candle the pastor who lit Jamie, and it spread throughout our congregation. And even though because of safety purposes we had to blow them out, I want you to picture in your mind, if you were here, the candle that you were holding and know that that candle is continuing to burn. Let's be the kind of people who keep our lights up year-round. So bright, yes, they can be seen from space because I don't think anybody is going to mind when the love of Jesus and the encouragement that comes from you shining the love of Jesus with them, nobody's going to want you to turn that off. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. 
This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. The next verse says, shine till Jesus comes. Let there be light yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray together. God, it truly is a blessing to have your light living within us. We'll confess to you, though, times, God, our light gets dim. All of the things that we've experienced, God, in these past several years in particular, Lord, they just wear us down, and we just have the tendency, Lord, at times to just want to withdraw. And we know, God, that you are living within us, so we just call on your presence to strengthen us, to shine brightly through us. And, Lord, we confess also that there are times that uh, we have ignored darkness in our world, and we have not been the agents of light that you've called us to be. Reveal those places to us, God, and show us ways that we can work to bring lightness because you've told us that you're going to overcome the dark. I thank you for each person that you've brought here today, for each person that's hearing these words, perhaps in their homes or in other places. And I ask God that you bless them in the way that you know they most need to be blessed. For those who are hurting, God, comfort and strengthen their spirits and thank you for the gift of the holy spirit god for those who may be hearing these words who do not yet have a relationship with you who desire to have that light we ask god that you would bring someone in their path bring one of us god in a way that we can share the love that we experience from you and always god may everything that we do and say bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.